Ooh. Wait a second. Should I? Is, <laughs> is, is this is this is this a good thing or is this a boring thing at this point? Oh, the ladies and gentlemen. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then I'll keep doing it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, races, and planetary origins, welcome to the very fifth episode of DSDT. That's right, five episodes. Thank you very much. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Dwayne Bortel. I am one of your other hosts, Sebastian Alexander Johnson. Are there more than two hosts? Maybe. Find out this episode, or not. (laughs) Anyway. How you doing today, Sebastian? I'm doing well today, Tyler. I'm doing well. Actually, quite well. Good day. Good day. Good to hear. Good to hear. You, uh, what 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 have you been up to today, Sebastian? Uh, finished our semester, so I'm just enjoying, enjoying a break today. The Oscars are happening, which, uh, for about three hours a year, every year, I stop hating the Oscars and become obsessed with them. So, um, I kind of just ended those three hours a couple minutes ago. Um, or actually, uh, I just ended those three hours right now as they just released the winner. They just released the winner of the Oscars, The Shape of Water. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that's been my, uh, that's been my, uh, you all already know that, but that's been my, uh, time. Good day. Good day. Having what are your, what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, on that selection, Sebastian? On, on that selection? Uh, I haven't seen yeah. The Shape of Water. Uh, but mm. it's definitely not better than Blade Runner 2049, which wasn't nominated. So, <laughs> uh, definitely not still angry about that. Uh, so yeah, um, this is not, uh, I, I could ask you more questions about that and your personal thoughts, but I don't want to turn this podcast into what could easily become a Tyler and Sebastian talk about art and don't have to change their lives in any painful way at all podcast. So let's not get into that. Um, how's your day been Tyler? It's been uh it's been pretty nice. I've uh I've I've managed to uh not do my laundry for another day in a row. <laughs> Add another tally to the to the wall. Um But that's uh you know, it's uh it's a nice weekend, nice and relaxing. Good. About ready to talk about some uh some things, some podcast related things. Yes indeed, um, yes indeed. First, let's do a let's do a quick recap from last week. Last week we talked about meditation. Sebastian, how has your meditation practice been going, if at all? Um, I've not been doing any meditation outside of the uh, meditation I do in school, which would not have been affected by this uh, at all. Um, but I've multiple times thought I should do some meditation, and then it just kind of stops there. Um, so interesting. Yeah, I definitely, I have enough faith in myself that I hope we can come back to this at one point in the future of the podcast and I can say, yeah, it's really been helping my life. But uh, I haven't really, uh, even though I said I'd be getting back into it, I'm still saying, oh, I'll be getting back into it in the future. It's been two weeks since our last episode, but uh, one day, one day, I'll get back to it. Alrighty, well, that's a, that's a quick recap. Spoiler alert, nothing happened. <laughs> um, on to onto this week's topic. What what are we talking about this week, Sebastian? Uh, nutrition trackers. Is that what we're going to be calling them? Nutrition. Uh, sorry, not nutrition. What am I saying? Health on. trackers. Health trackers. Health they trackers, cover a lot yeah. more than just nutrition. Going all the way. 
But exactly. nutrition is uh, certainly an important element of the whole setup. So, uh, Smash, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and outline what we've uh, you know what we've been doing for the uh, past month? What's what's been going on? Yeah, so Tyler and I have both been using um, health tracking apps on our cellular phones. Um, as you may recall from an early episode, I'm using an Apple phone, an Apple iPhone, and Tyler's using a Samsung Galaxy phone. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're both using different uh, health trackers, which might, well, not might, will definitely be a topic of conversation. Uh, but we've been tracking, uh, well, the plan was to track our activity, uh, our um, nutrition and our sleep. Is there anything I'm missing, Tyler? Uh, hydration. What was the last one? Hydration. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was connecting that with nutrition, even though it's not connected with nutrition. But yes, well, actually, it, because it is literally in my app, that's why. Um, in fact, in my gotcha, I won't get into my app right now. But that's that's that that's what uh, and our plan stress? was. We did that for six weeks. Stress. Stress. I'm sorry. What did you say? Have you been tracking stress? That was one that we kind of never resolved if we were going to do or not. Oh, I was, I've not been tracking stress. Cool. Alrighty. I have kind of, kind of not been. So let's uh, let's let's dive in. So Sebastian, you're on you're on you're on a, an Apple-based cellular device of sorts. You've been using Apple Health, I'm guessing. Then. Yes, this is correct. Alrighty. Um, you want to give a quick review of Apple Health for all those listeners out there who. As they're on iPhones, definitely are looking for the best option for a, for a health tracking app, and wouldn't just settle for what the market told them was the correct option based on nothing but assumptions. What right. what would you advise those uh, those people? Uh, right. Thank, thanks, Tyler. Uh, um, I would say Apple Health overall, it's nice for some things, and it's really not nice for some other things. Um, mm-hmm. If all you're re- if you're interested purely in activity, you're you're, you're great. You're, you're perfect. It works. I didn't personally have my own experience with this, but I actually ended up talking to someone else about this. Um, uh, it it allows the activity tracking is very easy and simple, and it works. And it really it's presented well. Everything's great, um, and that's kind of a theme of this whole app is simplicity because you know Apple, um, and also because you know Apple that sometimes gets a bit problematic, um, such as uh, well. I'll leave it. I'll get to that in a second. Activity is great. Um, sleep uh, also great if if you are connecting it to a device which will track your sleep and your movement and sleep. It's great. I didn't personally have experience with that. I was not able to, even though I wanted to. But I've heard from other people and I saw how you could do that on the app. And even if you're not, it's really great and it's easy to use and easy to see. When it comes to nutrition, I highly, highly recommend you search somewhere else. This app is not made for nutrition tracking at all. I don't know what they were. Maybe it. I, maybe it's just me and my personal way of doing this, but I found this part of the app to be insanely frustrating. And I honestly would not have, I would not have even bothered past one day working with it if I wasn't using it for this podcast. And as we'll get to, I didn't really bother working with it at a certain point because of how infuriating and, <laughs> unreasonable it was Alrighty. well that's uh <laughs> that's you know what i couldn't have said it better myself i mean right here first if you're on an iphone get a better health app yeah yeah actually uh, get a better phone um uh, and get whatever health app that phone comes tyler out. that's another podcast we're not talking about that today let's make this the no, end of the anti-apple part of the podcast as we have a whole hour on that 
<laughs> that is fair. Uh, if you haven't heard episode one, the phone swap, um, and you don't have a problem with terrible audio quality, it might be worth going back and listening to. <laughs> it is our our most popular episode. Um, speaking of speaking of phones and uh, not iPhones, um, I've been running Samsung Health on my Galaxy S8 Plus. See why I did that transition there, Sebastian, because you didn't do the transition for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, quick overview. I know this isn't a phone episode, but I love the Galaxy S8 Plus. It's beautiful. Um, and yes, I did just kiss my smartphone. <laughs> um, similarly, uh, the activity tracking is super easy. You select an activity, you hit start, and you hit stop when it's done. It automatically tracks all of your steps. Super easy in that regard. Um the uh, the sleep is awesome. I don't know if Apple does this, but it auto registers in the morning. Says, "Hey, were you asleep from this time to that time?" Which is the last time you turned your phone off and the first time you turned your phone on, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. And in the twenty first century, is a pretty accurate description of when you fell asleep and when you woke <laughs> up. Uh-huh. Um, does Apple do that? Uh, Apple does not do that. That is the. If it did that, then the only problems I would have would be in nutrition, because that is honestly a fantastic feature that I was thinking throughout this. I wish I had. Yeah, I was I was a fan of that. Um, the nutrition tracking is pretty solid. It's like nutrition tracking is just generally difficult, but in this particular case, I mean, you pop open the food by pressing the add button. You throw in either any one of thousands of pre-registered meals, or you can do stuff ingredient by ingredient if you want. Um, I find that if I'm going to go, like, have a burrito, I'll just go for a burrito with steak and beans and cheese and consider the various accoutrements and condiments negligible, and that's fine. Um, but, like, if I wanted to just make some eggs in the morning with tomatoes and jalapenos, like, I'll go eggs, four tomatoes, you know, one whole jalapenos, two or something like that. Very easy, very convenient. Um, gives you six slots for meals, three meals a day, plus two, um, not two, three separate snack slots. It's just a great app. Highly recommend it. Hmm. Hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll say right now, like you already covered multiple things that this is going to end up being an Apple Samsung podcast again, but, uh, <laughs> a more nuanced one, I hope. Uh, but, uh, the, you already covered a few things that I really wish I had, and I'm just going to go straight into two of them. Um, which is, we already talked about the, uh, sleep thing. Apple makes it doable, but it's kind of, it would be so great to have that. Oh, you turned on your phone, you turned off your phone. So, you know, that's your sleep because that is, going to be so much of the time as you've said in your own experience like just to be clear you did find that that was mostly generally pretty helpful for you correct Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. there were times when i was like oh no i got up this morning went and then took a shower got breakfast came back and then picked up my phone and like an hour has passed but in those situations i know vaguely how long has passed because if your phone isn't the first thing you check in the morning you know what time it is (laughs) Uh uh-huh um yeah so like that obviously that would be so great that would have i that honestly would have been such a big plus to the apple health app but you know i managed fine without it and i was still able to get good data it's just a bit annoying and often i've forgotten i'd have to go back and i have some missing dates which honestly i just wouldn't have if it was something like that but uh the big thing is in nutrition um 
that would have solved a lot of my issues. Obviously, like you said, nutrition tracking is tough. Um, Mm -hmm. But what would have solved so many issues is, you know, if I'm going to just show you. Okay, so I can't show you this, but I'm just going to tell you. When I open up, when you open up the Apple Health app, you get four squares. Activity, mindfulness, nutrition, and sleep. You you when can you click, send me screen caps, by the way. We'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll make yeah, I'll do that right now. Um when you open up the nutrition square, um the Apple does this kind of weird thing where they kinda like they have like a video at the top which isn't playing, but you can play, which kinda just tells you like, hey, nutrition is a you should you should you should eat less junk food. It literally says, I'll read you, eat more real food, eat less junk food, mind the amount. And then there's a video which functionally tells you that. You then scroll down. This already, this whole thing took me a while to exactly figure out how to work. Um, mm-hmm. You get, uh, it says this week, and it tells you kind of your cumulative like uh, stuff for the week. Um, and then below that, in the final tab, you get the words after you pass by a bunch of recommended nutrition apps, you pass by. No recorded data is what it would say at the beginning when I first opened this up and I hadn't recorded anything. And then you just get a bunch of tabs. Biotin, caffeine, calcium, chloride, chromium, copper. And so I was kind of daunted at first and thinking, I talked to people about this. I even just talked to Tyler about this. And I get the sense that, you know, you put in like, you know, a pre-planned, like a pre-already uh, done meal. And, you know, that would kind of already factor into all of these things. Um, and so I'm looking for that and I'm not seeing it. Um, and so I open, you open up one of these tabs, like I'm going to open up, uh, I'm going to open up, uh, let's open up fiber right now. And you literally just have a description of what fiber is and in a top and then a, like a, uh, a thing which shows how much fiber you've had over time and a plus sign where you can put in the number of grams of fiber you had at a certain point what? in the day. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What there, is this madness? I know. So this is insane because the amount of time, like I thought, okay, maybe this will keep me more accurate. It will mean you have to be more accurate in your input of your nutrition because you, uh, um, like you, you have to actually go through it. It's not just going to give you some general like, oh, it was probably about this amount because it, it was how much people normally eat. But honestly, the there is if I was seriously constantly going through for the whole six weeks, which just to be clear, I didn't uh, because mm-hmm. this is insane and <laughs> putting in every meal this way, uh, mm-hmm. I would. I'm confident I probably would have been far more off, and I was for probably far more off in the times that I did than in that way that you did this is Mm. i've checked and please if anyone knows how to put it in the correct reasonable way i would love to know my guess is that probably what you do have to do is that you have to get another app that is reasonable and then connect it which is definitely possible and that's a way to do it but i really just tried to stick to the health app and there is no i've searched all over this app this is the only way to input this stuff what are your thoughts on that tyler I know. Uh, in in the spirit of the Oscars, I'd like to do a quick thank you speech. Um, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank my uh, my main man Apple for uh, doing my freaking job for me. That was wonderful. good job, boys. You have really outdone yourselves. I know. I was gonna I just... say, 
before we got to this, I was thinking about some of the features that I love about the way that the nutrition works to like say, hey, check out these awesome advanced features. Like, do you have these awesome advanced features? Like, for example, setting favorite meals. For example, I'm I'm a huge creature of habit, and I have kind of the same thing for breakfast every day. So I have this thing called the usual, which always pops up as the first recommended oh. meal input, which is, you know, biscuits with gravy, two uh, veggie patties from Morningstar, a serving of cantaloupe melons, which are actually musk melons, but that's another show, and a serving of pineapple. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I had for breakfast. How did you know? Oh, wait, oh my God. I told you how to tell me. That's lovely. Sounds like freaking heaven. Oh, my God. It's fan-freaking-tastic, man. I just, I love it. Uh, yeah, I um, will say that this is honestly, like, I've talked, I talked at the end of the episode one about the Apple Samsung, and I said I'm not going to change, but I do believe they're a better phone. And I'll get mm -hmm. to how this affected my life later, like, and, like, my views on how it will continue. But no mm -hmm. joke, this is... This is, this is, this is, this might be pushing it like a bit over, like, cause that just sounds so easy and nice. And oh, that's just, that is the difference between these phones. Uh -huh. Are there, um, are there challenges in the, uh, in the Apple health app? Is that a thing? Um, I believe I may have encountered that, uh, that phrase before in some point, but I don't actually. I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, no. I'm thinking of a different thing. I've not encountered challenges brought up okay. in the app. So one of my favorite app. things that Samsung Health runs is they have these things called global challenges, which are pretty much just try to get two hundred thousand steps a month, which is kind of laughably easy. But mm. you know, you try and do stuff. In February, I got about two hundred fifty thousand, which placed me in twenty two hundred seventy fifth thousandth place out of 1.1 million participants which i think is pretty good um, yeah yeah and that was a lot of fun i'm currently on the steps leaderboard in the top 24 percent of all users worldwide on samsung and like oh. that sort of thing is a lot of fun yeah that's really nice and a really really useful thing um how does the yeah i also wonder does does Apple lump activity in, in a way that's as nice as the way Samsung does? Because it counts my walking as activity, but then also as I enter activities, it ranks them as well. Does it does does Apple consolidate those things like that to just see how much you were active today? Uh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was uh in the activity section, um, from what I've gotten, things seem pretty similar. Um and I'd love to get into that just to see if there are any differences, but what I, my experience seemed to line up both with what you told me before this show you you were aware of how from your experience and also just in talking to other people um mm -hmm. so yeah it was very reasonable there i will say if there is one gripe that i have with this app actually there's a couple but one of the biggest ones from at least uh, a ui perspective is that you ordinarily only have a couple of you know widgets available for things you can add and you can customize them but once you've added one for um for an activity like it kind of just stays there and i think yeah you can turn it off but it just seems kind of weird to to turn it off and then have to turn it back on again if you're going to do it again for uh -huh. example if you look at my um my like i have i did i took a yoga class once during this time 
for which was an hour long class. So I have that logged, but I like permanently have yoga as an option of ah, my I activities. See. I wish yeah. I could folder them or something so I could still have easy access to it, but it sits there and looks kind of weird to me, but it makes it a nice square, which is very nice. Um, I assume that Apple, of course, has you set goals for the various things. Uh, I, I, can you explain how this sh- showed up for you? Cause I don't believe so. Like it tells me how much activity it thinks I should need per day based on my height, weight, and age. And I say, actually, I'd like this much in particular with that in mind. And same with eating and same with sleeping. I did not have this experience. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No. Um, overall, so, th- this is kind of getting to the main point feel I got from the Apple app, uh, Apple Health app, is that it seems meant to be a central gathering place for other apps. Um, mm. Because not only does it seem to work much better that way, and like it's just is much more simplified than yours, but inside of each of these squares, there is they clearly are recommending other apps that are meant to be like. All of these are very clearly advertising other apps that would, and in my research, seem to solve all the issues I have with it. Do you have that same kind of thing with yours? Where, like, well, first off, does yours even connect and work with other apps? Um, I don't know. I certainly haven't had that idea shoved down my throat. Okay. Um, there is a partner app section. Yeah, with dozens of apps available that I can link into it. Um, it's even recommending some of the ones that it knows that I've tried in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, it can function that way. Um, but it's certainly like a feature that you have to hit the triple dots and then partner apps to get to. And I've <laughs> okay. never seen advertised to me in the past. Yeah, unlike on mine, where before you get to the point where you can input anything, you have to pass by a list of recommended apps. Um, uh-huh. So. These apps are meant to function differently than each other, I'm starting to get. Um, and I feel like it would be a whole nother thing for me to have the experience of using all these, but I feel like this is really, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the idea, I don't really see many positives to not having everything consolidated the way it is on yours. Um, it's yeah, better I... to know that this is what their intention was and that it's not like mm-hmm. they just missed out. But uh, I don't really see why not just go the Samsung way. Yeah, I I appreciate having the option for partner apps. And I could see that if I were like, you know, a dedicated Under Armour Fitness user uh-huh. or whatever, or like my gym had an app that it wanted to track and how awesome that could be to use. Or if there was some particular feature, because there's, you know, there's a long list of features that you could have and that you might want a particular way. And without making this entirely custom, as I've seen some apps do, which looks like, madness to configure the first time Mm -hmm. um i love the idea of oh i want to use this app instead but having the basic functionality of we can track all the things on our own seems really important to me so props to props to samsung for that yeah anyway yeah um interesting now that we've uh we've talked about these apps pretty thoroughly let's uh let's break down some of the uh the trends and try and get a feel for what what our lives are like. Where do you want to start, Sebastian? Uh, I'd love to start with uh, sleep because this interested me the most. With sleep, all right. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. How? How? Well, I guess my main question for you about sleep is like, what? How did it affect you during the period? You seeing your okay. sleep trends. So 
One of the things that I love about, about the Samsung app for this is that it lets you set um, goals, both for how long you want to sleep, but more accurately, when you want to go to sleep and when you want to wake up. Mm. And it rewards you for sleeping in those waves. It's like, congratulations, you woke huh. up on time. Congratulations, you went to sleep on time. Congratulations, you did both. Gold star. Um and it also then allows you to rate your sleep on a five-star scale, which I really like. Uh. Because I can look at that and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I rated that sleep better than that sleep. Um, mm. I will say, so my my primary gripe, other than the, the little UI stuff with this app, is that the ability to look at trends is pretty weak. Mm. Um, I can look at... For sleep, I can look at days, weeks, or months, but I can only see the hours. If I want to see the the stars or when those hours were, I have to um, go through data point by data point to see them, which seems mm. kind of absurd. Yeah. I seem to recall in the past it being that I saw, like, it, it put the bars in different places based on how well you, um, how well you had... Oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. I had to go to my, not through the sleep track, but to the goals, feel more rested. And I basically, I told Samsung that I want to go to bed at 11.30 and wake up at 7. Um, and wow, over the past six weeks, my average actual bedtime has been 11.40. And my average actual wake up time has been 7 a.m. So hmm. I'd say that I've stuck to it pretty well. I can see the consistency here over the past, like, week. Let me go into trends, look at weeks. Or let me look at months, because I've been doing this for a while. Yeah, it looks like I've got generally more consistent. In January, I got a fair rating, and in February, I got a fair rating. But in March, right as of right now, though I guess we're only a couple days in, I have a good rating at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I've stayed pretty consistently throughout it. It looks like over the over the month of um, of February, I had only one week that averaged poor, which is to say, you know, not very good. Averaging getting to bed at one in the morning and getting up at eight fifteen, which is pretty bad, but still gets me that seven hours twenty. Um, mm. So yeah, so my average sleep is as then this week it's been seven hours twenty. Last week it was 6 hours 51, the week before 6.34, then 7.20, 7.30, 7.42, 7.30, 7.48. So I'd say that mm, my sleep has been getting maybe more consistent, uh, but I don't think it's been a huge any huge trends yet, um, partially just because there's not a huge range of times that I've been going to sleep, but I, I have been enjoying it. It's something that I think about when I, when it's like 1130 at night and I'm like, I should go to bed. And I'm like, I don't want to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, but my app is going to get mad at me. Ah, uh, uh. I, I will find myself going to bed a little bit earlier. That's, that's basically where I, I stand on sleep. Um, hmm. what are, what, what was, what was your sleep like and how did it affect you? Um, so my sleep was interesting. This, this happened, 
I mean, it, we did this over six weeks, um, so it's weird to say this, but it did. These six weeks were an. Int- I had various long-term things happening in this period, which were somewhat more than I'd say any normal six-week period. Um, and it was very interesting to see the trend in that point. And it was honestly probably the. This was the best part of this experience for me was learning about just seeing being mindful and thinking about this kind of sleep stuff. Um, so I don't have an app which is judging me off of how much I sleep, uh, even though mm-hmm. I really love the idea of uh, having an app judge me off of how I sleep because uh, <laughs> I do believe I would end up thinking about that and probably be more mindful. But uh, the process of inputting it and really reflecting on it was interesting to me and also looking at the trends is honestly fascinating and i always find trends fascinating i'm one of those people who really likes looking Mm -hmm. at graphs a lot um but you can really see like there was a period when i was working on a play uh we had tech week for the play and it was just there was a lot going on with just things and i had to do a lot of work at that homework and just other work at that period and i was setting stuff together and i did not get a lot of sleep and i was waking up at the same time and you can see how even after that period ended i had like one day where i was kind of like a lot and i was still though honestly kind of sticking to that because of the kind of the residual effects of oh well, i've been working on this all this stuff that I had to put off to later. And then also I think I was just kind of used to it at that point because I was like, oh, well, this is the Mm -hmm. amount of sleep I get. And you can slowly kind of see, not a very clean line, but you can kind of tell that over time the line gets pushed up of when I started going to bed again, Um, which Mm -hmm. was very interesting to see, Uh, very interesting to see. Um, And I think in reflecting on it now, like, it's one of those things which in the moment I was like, oh, well, I just, I I put off all this stuff. But like in reflection on it now, I think it's honestly more of a just being used to it and kind of getting back into the process of getting back into a previous sleeping habit is interesting. Um, Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Um, And then you uh, would go ahead. I was just gonna say that the other interesting thing was that uh, the, uh, it's very, it was, it, it made me reflect on the weird jumping joltiness of my sleep on weekends versus my sleep on weekdays in a much more negative mm. light. Seeing it represented as a bunch of functionally the same lines and then just some random ones that just two random ones that pop out of nowhere <laughs> makes it seem somewhat non-ideal. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that was, that was very interesting too. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. And it's certainly interesting to look. Yeah, weekends are interesting. Yeah. Let me take a quick look at my weekends because I hadn't, I hadn't thought very much about that, but I, my guess is that I have a similar experience. Yeah, because um, it's not even that they're always shorter or longer. They go either way for me. It's, it's just they're random, and it's like maybe that's not great. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So this this weekend they've been like spot on perfect, seven mm. hours twenty, seven hours twenty, both of them eleven forty to seven. That's nice. Um, but last weekend it was like five and a half hours from one thirty to seven, five hours from two a.m. to seven, um, and a weekend before then, uh, it was <coughs> nine hours twenty from nine forty to seven, and then five hours forty from eleven fifty to five thirty, like. That is just a freaking mess, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And mind you, that nine hours 20 was after five hours flat. But still, 
like that's bad yeah um and yeah i can there was there's this this realm of time for me from like february 10th through february i don't know 20th those like 10 days where i am it's just a mess the the app shows the bars as blue for days that are fair and above and gray for poor there's nothing worse than poor um i think it's just poor fair and good uh good has a check mark on it and that there's only one blue day between the 10th and 18th of february Mm. i can see that was a crazy week and i can think back to excuse me i can look at my calendar and say oh wow that was a a crazy flipping week Mm. did a lot that week um but yeah that's that's good to know and we can speak would you overall recommend other people track their sleep in particular? I would, but not necessarily for your whole life. Um, I think for me, this was definitely a really interesting thing to reflect on after I had a significant amount of data. And then it just kind of got to a point where I was just entering it. And it wasn't hard. but uh, And I mean, for you, it's even easier. For you, with Samsung, you might as well just keep going. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was really interesting to reflect on. But at a certain point, it's got to like, this is just more of the same data. Like, I already know what this is going to be. Um, and maybe if it was even longer term, then I could see some real mm-hmm. trends, which would be like super serious in my life. Like, oh, wow, I've gone from getting, I've gone down in my average sleep almost an hour. That would be interesting to note, like that the type of yeah. thing. But I don't know. In my six-week experience, it was really just an interesting thing to reflect on that's changed me in those six weeks and changed the way I was approaching my sleep in those six weeks, but without having the kind of, at least in my way of doing it, without having your thing, which said like good, fair, poor, or having goals to set or that kind of stuff. Um, it was much more of just a short term. Now I see this and I might return to it in my far future, but I have no reason to keep going. Well, I mean, to be clear, Sebastian, the intention with health tracking is to continue health tracking for a long time. So as to notice how these, these trends change in regard to things we do for this podcast. Um, mm. But at the at the moment, I could see how you, you don't see the long-term effects of it on its own. Yeah. I'm sure that if this um, was just a very, very, if like, I think for me, the thing is that because it's such like a daily entry thing and like, it's not such a... It still, to me, it never truly settled in as like a, oh, yeah, you know, just a little quick thing, boom, boom, out of the way. It never mm-hmm. felt like I was just collecting a lot of stuff for super long term, just like a permanent thing. I don't know. It didn't, it mm-hmm. never truly settled into the idea of being like a whole life health tracking thing, this part mm-hmm. of it, at least. I don't, I think it was just, I really do think that it would have made a big difference in my approach in the way that I felt and thought about it. If I had it in your way, where it was so much just kind of simpler and just like not even mm-hmm. something which I'm assuming you were thinking about when entering a lot. Of well, time. Sebastian, can I tell you a secret? Oh, please do. Uh, Samsung Health is available on iOS. Whoa. Whoa. This is a, well, number one, this is not a secret at all. I mean, function. <laughs> we don't have a ton of listeners right now. Uh, but we have enough that this, you can't call this a secret. Um, uh, um, but uh, that's great because I highly, I mean, based off what I've heard from you, and I can tell you, any of you Apple users out there, which is probably sadly like almost all of you, um, you should definitely go for that one if you want to try this out and not go for Apple Health. 
just putting that out there right now. Yeah, would would recommend. Alrighty. So that's that's sleep. Um, we got a couple more things to talk about, Sebastian. What would you like to talk about next? Yeah, um, let's move on to uh, uh, nutrition next, um, which I feel like is going to be nutrition. a bit more you focused because of my experiences. Yeah. So, Sebastian, you want you want a quick give me a so you, you've how do I put this? You've said that nutrition tracking was not easy, and you've kind of alluded to that it wasn't done very much. Do you want to fill me in on all the gory details about that? Yeah. So pretty much. Uh, I, uh, the first thing was my own mistake, which was, uh, I did every other part of this except for the nutrition tracking until, uh, we did one of our calls where we, uh, just checked in about how things were going and I was reminded that that was part of this. And so then that was the first time I think I had like looked at it before, but it it had literally completely passed my mind and I was doing no nutrition tracking for a few weeks. Um, I then try nutrition tracking and uh, immediately at that point. Um, and I was I was in New Orleans at the time when I started trying to nutrition track, um, which made things very complicated. And I at first blamed it on that. And so I was mm. filling in, I was I tried briefly to try to fill in like the details of every meal I was having I, I, pre, I was like okay I'll start when I get back home so I got back home and I probably filled in I filled in as best as I could the general kind of feel of what I could get for the details of every food for mm -hmm. about two days and then I couldn't I, I was like this is this is inaccurate and impossible and not worth it and insanely frustrating because th this is just this is absurd. Um, and so after that, I came back to it every once in a while just to check on it. But really, I only had like two days of actually trying to like log stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I yeah, all the other times I came back to it were really just to gain a better understanding of the app through trying to log stuff. But only those two days were truly me being I ate this. Let me just put this in just because. Alrighty. Well, uh, in that case, I'll take over for a hot second. Uh, um, we're definitely going to get you hooked up with a better nutrition tracker for the future, because I think some of my findings were really interesting. Um, mm. One of the things I was not able to track is my weight, which I wanted to, mm. but I don't have a scale at the moment. And I realize that there is a scale like in the gym that I could go to and use, but that seems like a hassle, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, instead... I'm going to, at the moment while I'm thinking about it, go on to Amazon.com and look up scale and find that I can get one somewhere in the ballpark of 15, 20 bucks, 13 bucks. Okay. I will soon have a scale, but for now I do not. Um, okay. And, uh, and I wanted to know that particularly because, um, I maintained a pretty solid like consistency in my height and weight throughout my last couple years of high school. I think since like before junior year started, I was six feet tall and 180 pounds and pretty much stayed that consistently. Um, but I did this despite eating what I so lovingly called the 4K a day, um, hmm. which is the 
I usually consumed about 4,000 calories per day on a daily basis. Wow. Okay. Which, for most people, is a little bit much. Yeah. Um, I want to, I'm kind of curious, because I I know I did the math a while ago, but I want to go into my my Samsung Health app um, and see what that might have looked like. Um, My breakfast was... Four fried eggs and a pound of hash browns, which is, should be that much, and two, three, four. Uh, and then and half a cup of sour cream and a large <laughs> glass of milk, which rounds off to about a thousand calories, um, especially when you add some fruit. So I was, it used to be about a thousand calorie breakfast. And then I'd have, you know, usually a couple of substantial pieces of meat um, with some various starches and such for lunch. Sometimes the meat wasn't an option, so I'd go pretty heavy on the starches and such and then have an afternoon meal which usually consisted of chicken wraps and then a large dinner followed by some seconds. And I ate this pretty consistently every day for well over a year and a half. Um, And I maintained my body pretty much as it was. And that was, you know, really good for me. Um, In the past few weeks, I have never eaten more than 3,000 calories in a day. Mm which is a substantial change. Yeah. And when you look at the averages, um, on a week-by-week basis, I really haven't been eating much more than an average of 2,000 calories a day. Early on, it was like 2,100, but it's been as low as averaging 1,850, which is really low for a Mm -hmm. week for me. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see it. it kind of does go in some nice it's trend lines. It doesn't jolt around at all. It dropped from 2100 to 1864 to 1853, back up to 1878, up to 2000, back up to 2100. It's a little smiley face. Um, and that's interesting. Yeah, I've currently yeah. set up in my phone as my goal to eat 2400 calories a day, mm-hmm. which I feel, I usually feel like. When I have twenty, uh, when I have of twenty four hundred calories, I feel like I've had a, a good day. Hmm. But that's that seems to be not met quite often. Oh. Some interesting facts uh, about my intake that I find really interesting. Um, this app really does show you a lot of stuff. Over the month of February. Um. Hmm. Interesting. It looks like like I'm eating less carbs and more fat and protein than is uh, expected of me. That's interesting. They also give me a nutrient score on which I've scored in the past couple months. 75... 73 and 83 
which, I mean, it's pretty interesting. It does give me a breakdown on a vitamin by vitamin basis, which I'm a big fan of. Huh. I can see that, like, over the month of February, I had significantly more vitamin A that was ne- that was necessary, um, which is toxic in particularly large quantities. I know famously polar bear liver has so much vitamin A that a single, single serving can kill you. But I don't think consuming 3,000 milligrams over the course of a month is too much. Hmm. I'm slightly over my unsaturated fat by like a gram and a half, but I'm okay with that. And as I am an American, you'll be shocked to learn that I am way the hell overboard on sodium. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm knocking it out of the park on protein and vitamin C and iron. Um, and that's good to know. And then doing average on fiber, potassium, and calcium. Uh, it's it's a really useful thing. And it's really good to keep in mind because it really shows you how much you've had, particularly on a day-by-day basis. The trends I enjoy, I feel like I want more months to look at, though. Because weeks, like even weeks, feel so granular to me. Looking at this on a week-by-week basis, I feel like I really want the months. But it's it's nice. Um, if you're using something like Samsung Health where it's pretty easy to input data, I super recommend it. It's a really good way to check in on yourself. But overall, I don't feel like it has changed my habits very much. I think it's really going to just stand as a good litmus test for as things go on. Um, is doing something making me eat more or less? But it's it's nice. Hmm. It's nice. That's, that's my final verdict. Oh, all right. Interesting. Interesting. Alrighty. You want to move on to, uh, or did you, did you at least track your hydration? Uh, I did. Yeah, I do have experience with that. Um, this one, uh, as I said before on my, and hydration is just lumped in as one of those things like biotin, cop, coppery, mm-hmm. yeah, all those absurd things. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I did somewhat at a, in certain periods consistently uh log my hydration and it literally just you just click plus and you click the number of milliliters um mm-hmm. and i found it interesting how much i varied um uh but it was just it was very r- weird at first doing that because uh i had no idea how much things how much how many milliliters were in things especially considering how much water i drink out of water fountains um yeah but uh in the end things were generally it was just very weird how varying it was it was just there was some days it would be a lot and some days it would be a little and i don't but i don't completely attribute that to my personal input of the data i do think that was just an interesting reflection on uh how much i was drinking and i that was one of the biggest things that changed for me actually was that i did have a i the moment i realized that i started being much more mindful of how much water i consumed and not necessarily because i was like oh i'm dehydrated or anything just because I was mm-hmm. thinking about that, and so I would just – it became a much more consistent, normal part of uh, my day rather than like, a, uh, okay, let me uh, just right now in the middle of this class just head out and then drink an insane amount of water from the water fountain and then just like another day just never drink anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how was your experience with uh, water? Was it like – for me, it was definitely interesting the connection between the water and the nutrition because it felt very different for me. 
But yeah. it was weird having those two lumped together. And it partly led to me not collecting as much data on water because I was not doing the nutrition part way through. So I don't even know how does that even show up for you. Yeah, for me, water is a separate widget. Um, it has one button that says plus. It adds a glass of water, which is um, like, I think it treats it a glass of water as uh, like 8.4 fluid ounces or whatever, which is its average measurement. Hilariously easy, hilariously convenient. It still seems to be the thing that I forget to do the most often. Um, but on the days that I've properly done it, uh, which was much more often in the beginning, um, I kind of forgot how much water I drink, which is a lot. Um, I usually think of myself as a pretty healthy person. I think the water helps with that a lot. There's been, I feel like it's very trendy to debunk things that don't have a lot of scientific basis right now, especially something like, you know, you should drink eight glasses of water every day. <laughs> uh-huh, a classic. Uh, yeah, a classic thing that has quote-unquote no scientific evidence behind it, which, uh-huh. I mean, sure, there's been no good studies that have concluded that, um... That doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong or that it's not really good to drink plenty of water. Mm-hmm. I feel like most nutritionists that I hear online these days give the advice, if you're thirsty, drink, else don't. Yeah. But I feel like that rules out a lot of cases for me, namely the one I'm experiencing right now, which is like the pleasant parchedness. Are you familiar with this feeling? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm experiencing it right now. Yeah, like where you can feel the mucus starting to build up in the back of your throat saying like, hey, we need some more water over here. But like, it's quite a pleasant feeling. Yep, yeah, I, 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 on my own, I would not have come to calling it pleasant parchedness, but I definitely see what you're saying and where you're coming from. Yeah, like with that in mind, I'm thirsty, but I'm not going to drink because yeah. I'm enjoying the state of it of being right now Uh i will drink later when it is not enjoyable yeah yeah and by the same token very often i find in myself needing to like bank and borrow water ahead of time Mm -hmm. i know um one of our uh one of our teachers uh is is well known for sitting down on at the lunch table with two glasses of water on a daily basis regardless of circumstances um just because he knows that he's going to need to talk a lot later that day and thus will need to drink a lot. Mm. Um, I make that sort of decision a lot as I now teach to some extent. Um, so I find that useless. I So to get to the numbers that people have probably been on the edge of their seat waiting for, um, when I did track, I drink about nine and a half to ten glasses of water a day, which similarly to the food is down from what it used to be. I really wish I had been tracking all this stuff back in high school when I was in like peak physical condition. Mm -hmm. Um, Because back then I drank probably about a gallon and a half to two gallons of water a day. Um, I'd bring two gallons of water to baseball practice, uh, one to share and one for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd usually end up sharing a little bit of the one for myself, but I drank most of it and I drank a lot throughout the rest of the day as well. So being in the 10 and glass range right now might seem kind of crazy to people, but it's something I'm very used to. And obviously I'm not a doctor and I'm only using anecdotal evidence, but I find that when I drink a lot more water, my skin is a lot clearer and I get sick less often, though I don't think I've been properly sick since high school. And I was only sick in high school once, but that's another show. Um, I assume you recall what that show is going to be about. Um, (laughs) 
Anyway, so that's that's hydration. Um, should you track your water? Maybe. Should you drink more water? Definitely. Uh. Um, that's kind of my conclusion on that. It's super easy, especially something like Samsung Health, where it's just a tra- a ticker, just plus one, plus one, plus one. Um, so it's a nice, easy kind of oh step in God. if you're looking for a for a, a shallow end to this. Get it? Because it's water. Um, but that it is sounds, what it is. That sounds so easy. Um, again, just the ability to click plus one. Um, I, from my perspective, uh, I'd say. Tracking water, I think I'm probably more positive on tracking water than you are. Uh, I found it like, mm-hmm. uh, not only really interesting in the short term, like, oh, this is how much water I'm drinking. It changes it for me, but it's it's very easy to do. I think even in my situation with the Apple phone, very easy to do. And it also like is really something which is really just good to be mindful of. And it, I think just its simplicity in everything. It's like literally just, this is how much water I drank today. Just it's easy to enter. Mm-hmm. It's easy to look at. It's easy to think about. There's not a lot there. Sleep is easy in its own sense, but you have like what time you started, what time you ended, the conditions of the day. There's nothing special with water. You just drank that much water. Like the only difference is how much activity you did in the day. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, drink, uh, uh, watching water, good. Definitely. I, I won't go with a highly recommend for the rest of your life, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good experience for me. What was your uh, what was what was your number, Sebastian? What was your average, I guess, milliliter intake to put it in communist units um, uh, of uh, of water per day? So I was measuring. Uh, it's funny the way I did it was that I would end up taking the same amount of the same glass size and transferring that to milliliters. And so <laughs> I was really measuring same as you how many glasses because I ended up purposefully always drinking the same amount of water. Uh, mm-hmm. And then transferring that into enter into the uh, into the uh, uh, thing, um, so I can just tell you off the top of my head, it was almost every day I was in the uh, I was in the seven range, pretty much. Uh, seven glasses. Seven glasses. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, was uh, not really. Um, it was just. It was. Yeah, it was just it was interesting how that was not really consistent a lot of the time for the beginning, but pretty much after a little bit, you can see like I'm just cruising right there for the rest of the time, pretty much. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, do you feel like the tracking helped your consistency? Definitely, that's one thing I definitely got from all of these things a little bit, but more than anything mm-hmm. for me that I had my experience with was water. It helped. It I got significantly more consistent. Uh, with my water intake partly just because of how much easier it made it to input but also just like it's just when you're thinking about it even just a little bit and you're tracking it it's just it, it's such a simple thing as i've been saying that you just at least not you i automatically just mm-hmm. started becoming much more consistent and it was it was nice it was nice yeah yeah i'm a fan i'd say that that's that's probably one of the overall trends we're going to see in the the tracking stuff is that it encourages consistency, yeah. Which I think is one of the reasons it'll be really good going forward for comparing, um, when when we do things that might alter our patterns in various ways. Hey, you know this really increased my food or my water or what have you, yeah. Because yeah. it there's really an average to deviate from.
Hey, Tyler. Hey, Sebastian. Wait, what's going on? Don't worry, Tyler. Well, no, we were we were just in the middle of talking. Don't worry Why about is, it, Tyler. What? No, this is the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse what? of the cell. Don't worry about it. So, anyways, what's going on? We we have well, we have a sponsor today. Our first sponsor. We have a, we have a sponsor. An what? actual sponsor. We are receiving. You're telling money. me that someone someone is paying us to talk about their business on this show. Indeed, we have. I'm incredulous. An, yeah, I know. It's this person for whatever reason has decided that they want our audience to buy from them. And what do they want their audi- our audience to buy from them? Knives. Knives. That sounds very safe. Yes. Um, alrighty. Cool. Uh, what what is this um what is this knife company called? Uh, this is a uh, Trupa Knives, uh, a fantastic small business uh, based out of San Francisco, California. Oh, do they make high quality custom knives? They do. They make high quality custom knives, uh, and not only do they make knives, but they also offer knife sharpening services. Um, if you're wondering, their knife sharpening services start at one dollars an inch. Wow, that seems affordable and effective. Indeed. How can I get in touch with them? Uh, you can get in touch with Troopa Knives over their Instagram, at Troopa Knives, uh, spelled T-R-O-O-P-A-H underscore knives. Do they have a website? They also have a website, TroopaKnives.com, a fantastically developed website which I've visited multiple times over the past 24 hours. Wow, Sebastian, that sounds quite wonderful. How and, long has Troopa Knives been in business? Uh, Troopa Knives has been in business for uh, a couple years now. Really? Two and a half years to be precise? Exactly. Uh, Troopa Knives has been in business for two and a half years to be precisely, uh, to be precise. Wow, that's that's all very impressive. Um, I'm kind of a very morally conscious person, though, Sebastian. Uh, is there any reason that I can really support this, this company with my dollars? Oh, you bet you there is, Tyler. Uh, 10% of Troopa Knives' profits actually go to a certain um, a charity that helps diabetes. Uh, do you know which one oh, that, do that you, one is? Do you mean the, JD, the JEDRF? I do mean the JDRF, Tyler Dwayne Bortel. Uh, it's a really cool that uh, Troopa Knives is doing this. And I should also let you know that Troop and Knives has uh, neglected to offer a uh, code for you all to make less, to pay less money when you get their knives. Oh shucks, that's unfortunate, Sebastian. How how do you think we might encourage Troop and Knives to give a discount code to listeners in the future? I think the best way to encourage Troop and Knives to get you guys, our audience, a discount code is if you go and buy and show your interest in Troop and Knives. Absolutely. Uh, how would I how would I identify that I'm coming from this podcast while trying to contact Troopa Knives about, about a, a potential knife purchase or sharpening? Uh, whenever you uh, whenever you decide to go into contact with uh, Troopa Knives over either their Instagram Troopa Knives uh, Troopa underscore knives sorry or over their website TroopaKnives.com, make sure to let them know that DSTT sent you. Absolutely. That sounds like a great idea, Sebastian. I think I'll order a Troopa knife today. I really think you should. They have a lot of great options, and uh, I don't know what use you have for a knife, but I bet we all have one. Awesome. Thanks, Sebastian. No problem, Tyler. See you back in the show. Yep. Yeah. Good point. 
All right. Are we, uh, oh, mm-hmm. I was just saying, all right. I ready so to... Activity. Yeah, let's talk about activity. Okay. Um, well, let's, can we start with, uh, let's start with, uh, um, the non-inputted stuff. You were, you did, just to be clear, you were, when you were tracking activity, you, I believe you already said this, you are splitting, as I did, between input, I just did this activity, and the natural, this is just how many steps you got, that kind of thing. Yeah. Great. I, I would definitely... It kind of lumps them together for my goal of active minutes per day. Right. But I do have separate trackers for, I was at, oh, I'm going to mention something in a moment. But I have, you know, I have my widget for, I was, I played badminton for this long today. I did yoga for that long today. I did rock climbing for that long today. Um, but, uh, the, uh, so, oh, so the gripe I wanted to point out, oh, you can only run those as active timers. Which, on the one hand, is convenient, like, I'm going to start playing badminton. Badminton, go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, And then, okay, I'm done. Stop. But what I can't do is say, oh, snap, I forgot to start the timer. Well, I just played badminton for 45 minutes. I can't do that. Oh. I have to hit start timer and then set a timer on my phone for 45 minutes. And then when that timer goes off, I remember to go into the app and stop the stopwatch timer for how long I've been playing badminton, theoretically, even though I haven't. I've been, you know, huh. Huh, that's trying to relax a minute as I'm very tired. Right, yeah. But, that's yeah, so moral of the story, though, steps are separate. Uh, Sebastian, tell yeah. me about your steps. Um, yeah, yeah. So this was, this, was a, this was a very interesting part. It's probably out of the parts... I'm again not including nutrition. This is the most complicated kind of part of it, most complex rather part of this whole tracking. Um, and so the the natural step tracking was interesting. And something I've always kept in mind is that even before I was person tracking my own steps, but was around people like uh, um, Martha was tracking her own steps, and that was a big mm-hmm. part of my life uh, is hearing mm-hmm. her progress. And, uh, um, yes, I, I had a very similar, I have very similar experiences that I'll talk about later, but go on. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, is the fact that I've never truly viewed steps as like actual steps. They're just mm-hmm. kind of units to me, just some arbitrary units. Is that accurate or not? I don't know. Is it just like, I, for me, I've never actually had to compare these steps with anything else in the, which is objectively like tracking or anything else. like i've just never had to so as far as i'm concerned this is just a unit for me regardless of its accuracy or not so it's in some ways I, the fact that mm-hmm. their steps is almost feels irrelevant to me they've just kind of turned into these like general walking units i would agree with that steps is a metric but it is not a metric of that is one to has one-to-one correspondence with number of steps taken i don't believe yeah exactly um which is fine. I hear a lot of people complaining often, like, it's not actually exactly how many steps. And th- there's legitimacy there if that's what you're using it for. But for my purposes, that was completely fine. Um, and so I then definitely found it really, I was using, I was not using any external device. For, I was, the original plan was for uh, me to obtain an external device to use to track my steps. But in the end, I was just using my phone. Um, mm-hmm. which at first I was kind of worried about, but in the end it ended up being completely fine. Cause it really, the main point for me was getting the contrast 
And the contrast between days is definitely there. And it was fascinating. Um, like, I'll just say right now, I'm looking at it right now. Today, I got 828 steps in. Uh, I'm sorry, 828? Yes, this is correct. I got 828 steps in today. I know it's crazy. I do a lot of activity. Um, but this is a very low number. And this is because I've not left my house all day today. All mm-hmm. of my steps have been... Well, I guess I went outside. Functionally, I've not left my house at all today. So this is mm-hmm. this is an insanely low number and is probably one of my lowest, if not my lowest, in my entire time tracking, except for the one day where I have nothing recorded for some reason. It is. I'm checking through. This is my lowest day of all time. Um, I was going to say, my lowest day doesn't even come close to that. <laughs> um... So like this was this is an interesting the note thing to note today and there's like a reason and the thing is that it's had me reflecting on my days seeing this kind of thing in a way that like I wouldn't have otherwise um mm-hmm. like this is like there's like I have no issue with it, I have no issue with the fact that I have 828 steps today because mm-hmm. this is intentional because I was just doing a lot of stuff over the past week both physical and mental and today was a day where I intentionally did not except for like spend time outside still mm-hmm. generally not moving so this, i was completely mm-hmm. fine with this but it was interesting to reflect on these kind of moments when it was not this insane insane but somewhat close to this and compare that to it was just, it was it made it was just, just very interesting to see that and just compare that to the days where i was like at twelve thousand steps like right now i'm looking at yesterday uh, I was at 11,500 steps. Uh, the day before that, I was at 12,000 steps. Because both of those days, I was doing a ton of physical activity. And so I don't, that was just on its own. I definitely found I spent a lot of time just staring at these graphs, just in interest, literally just like mm-hmm. of reflecting on my life. And I found myself, the way that that affected me is I found myself doing... Well, I found myself doing more physical activity, but this takes a bit of an explanation of my personal relationship with physical activity. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do a sport. I fenced very consistently, um, and it was a very big part of my life, and then I stopped. And I've not done... Uh, I did kung fu a bit in the between a bit, but I've not really seriously gotten into any specific consistent sport since. And overall, my amount of physical activity has gone down significantly. But where it still is, is in very weird casual circumstances, which no one except for me seems to seriously consider physical activity, such as the (laughs) fact that I have a weird thing about walking and running to get places unnecessarily, which most Mm -hmm. people think, oh, that's not really a lot of activity, but I do it to a level at certain points where it's just it is kind of absurd and insane and I don't know why I do it, but it's a thing that I do and it's a part of my life. Um, so in that week, when I look back on in that week, when I was in the play doing tech week, I made it a consistent thing of mine to go by foot to and from the theater a lot, not always, but Mm. a lot. This is a, uh, somewhat significant distance. It's doable easily. Uh, but it is not a small distance by foot. Um, yeah, and it, you can see a significant rise in my uh, physical activity in those periods uh, in that week, which was very interesting to just kind of see how much 
in contrast to other days and like really see how much these kind of points where I'm like, I'm going to walk or in some cases jog slash run that to that place actually do make a serious difference in this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that was just definitely very, that was almost affirming in some ways of my non-ideal, but non-completely terrible physical activity that I get in. Um, I do do other things like more formalized, like I, I'm going to go and do this one thing to stay in shape. But that was in some ways affirming the fact that this is not negligible stuff, me walking around insane distances through my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I resonate with that a lot because I feel I'm looking at my steps. Today was a very low step count day for me. I have 5,800. Mm. Um, my lowest step day of all time was on January 27th, I think. Yeah, January 27th, I have 1,700 steps, which is shockingly few for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. It does help that as I, you know, usually don't eat in the same building that I sleep in. Ah, yes. I'm forced multiple times a day to walk significant distance. I can see the the progression of the day graph um, on that day, and I see <laughs> two pairs of 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 spikes of activity right before or and after my two meals on that Saturday. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but aside from that, I certainly yeah, I certainly see that. Oh, I went to uh, you know I went and t- into town to buy a thing that day. Oh wow, I got a lot of steps. Or I had a lot of meetings in various parts across campus. Like, it's a significant amount of exercise that's increased. Yeah. I don't know if yours does um, anything on the steps, but I have steps, distance, ca- and calories burned. Nope. So, like, for example, um, just the other day, a really good day for me was this past, excuse me, this past Wednesday, February 28th. Um, I got, you know, 10,800 steps that day, which is, you know, hitting that... 10k a day that you want mm-hmm. i went about five and a quarter miles burned 500 calories which you know is great to know because like by contrast yesterday i only walked 3300 3400 steps went 1.7 miles burned 200 calories like noticeable difference mm-hmm. and that certainly like shows up in my food one of the gripes i have with this app is that there's no way to compare these graphs what I want to uh, do is see how much I'm eating and how much I'm exercising and see if they correlate. Oh, uh, that would be interesting. But I don't yeah. know that there's any way to do that right now. Yeah. That would, that would anyway, be a very cool feature. Let's, let's talk averages. What have been some of your averages for steps, Sebastian? Um, let's see right now. Um, my averages... Uh, oh, this was another interesting thing. Uh, the change in my averages over months. Um, so my average... For the month of February, uh, oh, sorry, hope I'm losing track of things right now. My average for the month of February is what I believe you'd probably consider a measly six point five k. Okay. Um, but this is interesting in comparison to my average for January. Um, so my average steps for the month of February being uh. 
amazingly 6.5k my average steps for the month of january being um 5k um this is a node this is a difference which i can like distinctly tout like you can see in the graph distinctly and i know exactly what it's from there are two factors one is the me tracking it and the fact that i was thinking a lot more about physical activity in the month of february and two the fact that i was engaged in a lot more activities in february which while they were none of them were physical all of them required movement and like mm. movement to a place that was not in the same place and a lot of that movement i purposefully did uh foot um so that was that was interesting for me um that i will say though before we continue on the topic of average steps i feel some confidence that um based on my talk with other people and my very brief previous experience with a uh, more accurate i would assume uh step tracker that mm -hmm. me having my phone with me while good for contrast is tracking steps at a noticeably lower rate than uh it's just it's noticeably lower rate than my own personal experience in the past with other devices and i yeah. don't think that it's just me moving less i think that it is the me using my phone only with the apple health app mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've had similar experiences my mm. uh my father who for reasons we will call moses <laughs> um, okay. Yep. I don't even think you get the depth of why it's funny, but it's very funny. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Um, Moses uh, is very into step tracking. He's got one of them newfangled Fitbits from 2007. Yep. Uh, absolutely loves the product. Has a fantastic relationship with the company. Has bullied them multiple times into sending him free upgrades, but that's neither here nor there. Very, very um, similar to my mother Martha's relationship with the company Fitbit. Yeah. He's he's very into the whole get your 10,000 steps every day, and he's notorious for, for example, parking in the farthest spot from where we are going possible, so as to get a couple <laughs> extra steps. Um, my Martha has, has coined uh, the term, or Mosesing, as a, as a way of, of harassing me for choosing intentionally easier parking spots, um, because they're further away. Uh, as I am yet a novice driver. Uh, uh, but, so that being said, I know what it takes to get 10,000 steps in a day, and I don't do it very often, so I believe that I'm, like, similarly, the app is, can only do so much, but, of course, I don't have anything other than anecdotes to prove that, so I think I'll certainly give one of those, one of my dad's several devices a try, perhaps over spring break or something, and see if it works. Mm -hmm. My monthly average for the month of February was 8,796 steps, so about 8,800 steps, which is not quite 10,000, but is better than January, which was only about 7,000 steps. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, I think that was kicked up a little bit it by me tracking it, but also by uh, me having more things to do in the month of January. Uh, I wasn't in school for much of it. Um, I took a road trip if that didn't involve a ton of walking because, you know, road trip. Uh, um, and that didn't help. But that's that's where it's been. Um, I'm not hyped about that number of steps. I'd like to average at 10K. Um, and obviously there are several days that hit and go above of that 10,000 marker. But we'll see if I can pull it off in uh, in March. 
My most steps walked, by the way, in case you're curious, was on Friday the 9th of February when I walked 16,819 steps. Ooh. Ooh. Do you know what that was? Why, as in, like, why was February 9th such a crazy day? Yeah, exactly. Uh, February 9th. Oh, yes, I do. I know exactly why. Um, I, I went into Portland... And this like I went into downtown to run a lot of errands that day, and then also to meet up with some people in that evening. I would be very curious. I know that this app isn't one of the ones that shows you know your GPS track throughout the day to see the cool line around where all you've been, but I would have been curious to see what that looked like that day. That was that was a mm. long day of walking. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so step tracking, recommend it. Uh, I do recommend it. Recommend step tracking. I would also think I'd like to do more on this, and maybe this will be a return. But uh, I feel like I recommend in. I feel like it's probably worth it to invest in a some external quality product, such as a Fitbit or the like. Yeah, I I have occasionally eyed the uh, some of the Samsung Gear models. Um, they they seem more attractive to me than a Fitbit would. But yes. I'm not a huge watch guy, but I'm married to my Seiko. Like, it would be very difficult for me to convince myself that it was a good idea to wear a smartwatch. It's just not aesthetically pleasing to me. Mm. Um, and also for various allergenic reasons, I'm going to stick with my watch. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so right. that's that's step tracking. Highly recommended. Uh, yeah. Yep. But get a get a thing you do if you can. Though again. Um, the, it's not about, uh, I think the, the, the newfangled business speak, uh, buzzwords are, it's, it's quite precise, it's quite precise, but not very accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, are you familiar with this terminology? I'm not, but I think I understand. Yeah. Precision is about oh, oh, consistency. Accuracy is about correctness yeah exactly yeah um so if <laughs> like everything that. is off by exactly a factor of a half that's fine that's very precise just not very accurate but if things yeah. are are off by a a variety of 0. 0.01 to 0. 0.1 that's probably not very precise but rather accurate yep yeah um yep. so that's and with that in mind accuracy doesn't matter on the steps it's more about precision so that you can, you know, see the trends as they relate to each other. They don't need to stand on their own in any way. Though, of course, the 10K a day is, you know, life goals. Yeah, yes. Alrighty. Moving on to activity. Sebastian, yeah. tell me about your your great, great numbers of physical activity hours that you have put in over the last several weeks. All right. So the greatness of my number of physical activity hours comes in the fact of the how how insanely little there were um <laughs> uh i as uh, we've already talked about my personal uh life's relationship with physical activity and one thing that this that did that this time doing this did not change is me doing uh physical activities that would be the like to be logged in this type of app that I did not choose to that this did not encourage me to do more um and this is really something which is probably gonna be in some ways somewhat unique to me is just my personal relationship with physical activity is something which is done 
uh, purely in my movement from one place to another. But this did get to the one thing that I entered, which was biking. Um, biking and what? running were the two. Biking and running were the two things which came up for me, um, because uh, they are the two things that I do to get places. Uh, being part of the reason, the other reason for Wait, physical Sebastian activity. Alexander Johnson, you own a bike? I own a bike, uh, indeed. Uh, and You walked from your house to the mall to busk, and you could have biked? Yeah, so this is actually a thing. Um, I own a bike, and I kind of forgot that I owned a bike for about <laughs> five years. <laughs> I remembered I had a bike when it was no longer reasonable to walk to the nearest bus station. And before, when I considered it reasonable to walk to the nearest bus station, most people would still have not considered it reasonable. But I did, because I was fine with walking places. It reached the point now when I moved that it was just truly absurd to walk to that bus station, and I finally realized, oh wait, I can bike. <laughs> this realization, over time, um, I real this, I, the, the value of a bicycle changed my life. Once I started biking, I realized in reflection how much better my life could have been if I was biking before. And this realization came in pretty close to the time that uh, it was only like a couple months before, like two months before, maybe one month before uh, we started doing this. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was and still am to some degree still super excited about bicycles because I'm 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 realizing how great they are and I'm really trying to make up for all of the wasted hours of my life spent walking when I could have biked. Um uh and so I've been doing a bit of biking um and to get places specifically to the bus stop which is nearest to me um and locking up my bike there to head into the city. And uh it's uh it's it was good and I started just before we started recording and recording it was interesting cuz it's really not consistent at all it's random the distances i'm going are random the days mm -hmm. i'm doing it are random but it was just really it was it was interesting to kind of log in to just kind of see um but I, it was hard for me to find a lot of uh virtue value in uh in logging it besides just like uh the, the real value for me came in ah oh, yeah i did it i i, I mm -hmm. did it i did a thing um, and I will say uh, a reminder that, like, on my end, while I don't have the terrible way Samsung apparently does this of having to start a timer to start your physical activities, which is mm -hmm. almost as unreasonable, not almost, it's unreasonable in the way my nutrition app is unreasonable. <laughs> uh, uh, almost is a very strong word in this case. Uh, while it's unreasonable in that way... Um, so I don't, I don't have that, and I can just click a plus and say this happened. Um, and so it was just kind of like a nice, like, oh, yeah, I, I did the thing. And if I had maybe more, like, built into it and, like, maybe some challenges or that kind of thing, I probably mm -hmm. would have been found a lot more value to it. But for me, it was literally just kind of a bit of a nice, like, I, I, did, I did the thing, self. Yay. And I can look back and say, wow, look at me doing the thing. And that's it. Um, That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I also I'll say uh, the other thing was when it came to not biking and the other random physical activities that I did that were all like kind of one time or 
whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very similar. It was all kind of like a, those actually did kind of encourage me to kind of maybe do other just that that made me think a bit more about consistency in these kind of things, but I did not get to any point of implementation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. In the past couple weeks, maybe months, I've been noticing a lot of like peculiar implications that make me think, wow, I should get into bicycling. Um, mm. Mm. I f- and I feel like you have just added to it quite heavily. And that it's often, especially in a city, much quicker than busing. Yeah, I know. For yeah. for example, like if I was, I just pulled this up on Google Maps. The local game store is a forty-five minute bus ride from me, and I take that forty-five minute bus ride quite regularly. It's a twenty-three minute bike ride. I this is I'm telling you, bikes open up the world. I mean, cars do too, but no one likes cars. Bikes open up the world, man. Yeah, I could be getting exercise and saving time at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You're going to become a true Portlander. Yeah, it would also severely diminish my uh, carrying capacity, which is kind of important when going to the local game store. This is true. This is is interesting information that I will keep in mind. Um, Yeah, I will say this, just just to say, like, off of that, this type of thing of doing this uh, logging and thinking about my activity, and specifically in biking has made me completely understand how people can go full way into like my like a big part of their life being bicycle bicycles just because mm-hmm. like I kept thinking like oh well I'm able to get physical activity in and get somewhere and maybe I could just well there has that one issue but I could just throw that on and maybe just like make some space on the bike so I could carry that one thing or I could just do this little thing to make it better and like eventually mm-hmm. I'm just reaching a point where it's just a car but like it I completely understand <laughs> yeah, where people are coming from. Perhaps I could from. add two more wheels so it stabilized. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. And then perhaps replace the human bits with an engine. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Very clever. Like you do kind of reach a point eventually where you're like you start out with the value of well I'm able to get this exercise in and it's really like it, it's it's I'm getting somewhere. This physical activity being part of this is great. And you get to a point where like eventually you're like well a nice plus would be if I had some assist. Like, and then you just kind of are losing everything. But for a bit there, it's mm-hmm. very cool. <coughs> yeah. Were you were you much of a cyclist as a child? Was uh, Sorry, was I very much of a what child? Cyclist as a child. Uh, with my family, yes. Uh, but only with my family. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know if you consider this about yourself, but I personally consider myself to have grown up in, like, somewhat of an iconic suburban America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've, you're familiar with my neighborhood. Yeah, it is just back from home. an outsider's perspective, as you could say, yes, it is a weird kind of patch of uh, traditional suburban America in what's well, not too odd, but still, it is, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the neighborhood kids all being on their bikes is kind of a staple of, you know, that sort of suburban America. Um it was never really a part of my life. I had a bike, like I used it occasionally. I used it on bring your bike to school day. Um, but I'd always rather walk. Um, I think it didn't help that I was carrying a tenor saxophone to middle school every day, but I was walking that mile and a half. Though for the record, for a great deal of it, I had a small shopping cart of sorts to carry that tenor saxophone. Um, but that's another show. Uh, Fun fact, 
sixth grade me not very good at carrying a tenor saxophone over a mile. Um, though eventually I learned that the correct solution was just leave your instrument at school and go to school early to practice instead of bringing it home every day. Um, though I can sadly say that as a result, my biceps are not larger than my head, unfortunately. Yeah, so I was, I was never really that much into bicycles. Um, I'd rather just walk. And though some of my friends were bikers, I don't know. It just, I always feel like I was more into walking culture. But now I feel like, as I am now at the age and legal status where I can, you know, drive, I suddenly find myself more interested in bicycling. <laughs> Very, yeah, I, I guess I'm having the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, and also, um, Last time I checked, neither of us are that, like, driving is not a very important thing to you. Yeah, no, it is, um, it is not. You are, you are well past the age of potential licensehood, um, and yet, last I checked, you don't have a permit? Oh, no, I have a permit. I have a permit, but uh, no license. Yeah. Um, and w- with that in mind, it's, uh, it's interesting that we're now getting into bikes, I wonder if a lot of the kids who were into bikes more when they were younger were quicker to get into cars. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I can tell you numerous people from my personal experience that this is the case. For mm-hmm. this is my anecdotal experience. Yeah, I could imagine that, like, bicycling kids become driving kids and walking kids become public transit kids. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very much in the mindset of, like, cyclists think oh i can go a far distance as i get older i can go a farther distance oh man but i can't quite go that distance ah here with a car i totally can Uh, whereas walking people are like there is a distance that i can go and i enjoy it and i could go further if i needed to but then once you get past that the difference between six you know I'd say the average, I would say I wouldn't, I usually don't think, oh, I'll just walk if it's more than like a mile and a half each way, somewhere around there. I realize for most walkers, it's probably closer to a mile or even less than that. But let's say it's a mile for you. Um, you think, oh, I want to walk there. It's a mile away. No problem. But then like, oh, I walk there. oh it's a mile and a half away. Oh, heck no. I'm going to take the bus because that's the logical step up from there. Yeah. Um, but also, oh, it's 20 miles away. Oh, I'll just take the bus. Like. The fact that there isn't a differentiator there makes it such that you don't feel the need to drive because there's no limit that you're pushing up against until it's like, oh man, I want to go on a road trip. Like, okay, I'm not taking the bus, you know. Well, I mean, you can take the bus from like SF to LA and back, but it's not quite the same experience, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's a lot... That's a lot of why I'm suddenly more interested in driving now is, oh, yes, these longer driving experiences are enjoyable. But when I was 15 and a half or 16 or even 17, those sorts of things didn't occur to me as, oh, that's a thing I want to do. Right, yeah. Um, It was like, oh, I don't want to drive. Like, I'll take the bus. Why would you drive? But yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That, I, saying, I, I ended up reflecting on that a lot more than I thought. That kind of like me and biking a lot more because of activities mm-hmm. vlogging than I would have thought of. Yeah. 
conclude the show. No, we're not, Sebastian. You haven't asked me about my activities yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler. Uh, hey, 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 Tyler. Um, how, how, uh, how, how, how did you go with activities? Oh, thanks, Sebastian, for asking unprompted. Um, my activities were pretty solid. As I kind of alluded to, my main activity for the last little while has been badminton. Yeah, yeah, I caught that. Um, I found that very interesting. I am taking badminton as my PE right now. Because I can do that, apparently. Ah, ah, okay. Badminton. How familiar are you with badminton, Sebastian? I I was a king of badminton in middle school. Okay. And you're aware with... mm -hmm. On on the, like, every year when we had it for, like, two weeks. (laughs) We should play sometime because badminton is intense. And this is not a thing that I realized because similarly, like I had a lot of fun playing it in middle school for the two weeks at a time. But now that I've been playing it twice a week for the past one, two, three, four, five, you know, six weeks, I've certainly gotten to a different level of competition. And my God, do I love this game. I take a class that's supposed to be 50 minutes. Um, so I, sh- and I, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I should average about, you know, an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, per week. My averages in the, in the weeks have been an hour, 40 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, 40 minutes. Oh my God. Uh, an hour or, or 50 minutes, an hour or 30 minutes, two hours, eight minutes. Um, I like to stay late. Two hours what? Two hours, eight minutes. Ah, okay. I I enjoy staying late and I enjoy playing a lot. Um, and there are several players who are like the highly competitive ones who like to stay late and play highly competitive games. We have a good time. Uh, uh, nice. It is it is an enjoyable activity. Additionally, and that that's in the early afternoons. Additionally, um, I have started rock climbing which is something that I wish I had done in high school because we yeah, went to a high school that offers that as a PE. Um, it's the sort of thing that I feel like I could have gotten really into, uh, but wasn't really targeting a lot of the areas that were important to my baseball, so I'd rather be doing CrossFit. Um, though, that is not to say that it's not targeting a lot of areas in extreme ways. Having, I wouldn't say I'm into rock climbing right now, but having you know had a, had a small taste to it, gone to a couple of sessions, it's nice. The nice thing about this rock climbing is that it's in the morning. Oh, I could see that working with you. We climb from 7 to 9, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Which is quite pleasant. It's a good way to wake up. Yeah, Though you may notice that that is, yeah, that that is the same day as badminton. Oh. oh. So my activity tracker is kind of funny. Because the total activity, my goal is 90 minutes a day. And if you look at the trends on a day-by-day basis, I almost alternate on and off. Or sorry, it's it's starting. So for several days, I'll get it, but then there will be several. There's a lot of weeks that it is um, Sunday, Monday, no. Tuesday, yes. Wednesday, no. Thursday, yes. Friday, no. Saturday, no. Sunday, no. Monday, no. Tuesday, yes, etc. But on those days, I often get, you know, 
162 minutes or or 164 minutes, like a ton of activity. So on average, on a week-by-week basis, I have hit my 90-minute goal um, five out of seven weeks, not uh, matching it the first first, uh, week when I wasn't doing badminton yet and not matching it on the February 11th through 17th, which is I missed badminton a day that week um, for reasons. And that, that week I still averaged 87 minutes a day. So it's interesting that, yeah, when you look at the averages and then if you look at months, I accomplished in February, but not in January, which is interesting. So if you look at the trends, I'm doing very well, but it's not quite spread out in a way that I think is very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That is a very nice fact. If those were not set up like that, that would be really, really great. But in ours, that's a good, that's a nice... That's a nice setup you got there. Yeah. I, I really wish it were in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because that would be just lovely. Though I would be very sore all the time. Um, but that's that's that. Um, I highly recommend activity tracking in tandem with step tracking. Because um, I, I don't think it changes my, my mind on stuff very much, but it certainly gives me a feeling of accomplishment that a lot of other things don't. I mentioned earlier the way that the challenges are implemented for step taking, which is really nice to see. Oh yeah, I'm actually you know getting stuff done, earning meaningless gold stars and things like that. I enjoy that process. Um, but it's very nice if I sit down and I look at my to do list and I'm like, oh man, I haven't gotten very much done today at all. But I'm I look at my activity track and I'm like, oh, I was active for two hours fifteen minutes today, and I was so active I needed to take a nap. Okay, like. I, I, this day is still successful to me, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I, I, I can understand that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, overall, so your overall thoughts on uh, activity specific, activity tracking, uh, positive? Yeah, very positive. Um, would recommend, probably mostly for the steps, but as a whole, it's, it's very nice. And again, if there is an app out there that I can integrate into Samsung Health that will let me compare all of these graphs on the same graph, please email dsdtpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to know about it. But until then, I'm probably at some point over a weekend going to just break out Excel and export all the data manually or something like that. Because I'd be curious to see how these things compare. However, as I've mentioned previously, that's not what they're for. Um, This is going to be... An interesting diagnostic. I, I'm curious to hear into, into this question. I'll tell you mine, though, because I don't mind biasing you. Um, I personally feel like these last several weeks have proven to me that this might actually be a very good diagnostic for how some of these things in the future are going to affect us. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, can you repeat slash explain that? Sure. So the idea with this is now we have all of our baselines, how much exercise we're getting, how much water we're drinking, how much food we're eating, how much sleep we're getting. And then, for example, for the next episode, when we see that we've been taking cold showers for a month, we can see, oh, I see this has, you know, affected my sleep in this way, or this has affected my eating in this way. I feel like that will be very helpful. What are your thoughts? I I, I agree. I think thinking about some of the stuff we're thinking about doing, Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I think a few. I think we have so many things that are being tracked here that I feel like it could end up most, uh, not most, but a lot of the things we could do. This will be very interesting for. And yeah. I'd love to see us citing the changes we see if there are changes in the future. Absolutely. It's entirely possible that in the next three episodes you will hear us say time and time again, and the diagnostics tell us nothing, but here's the anecdotal evidence. Um, but even if that's the case, we're committed to science. We'll try it anyway. So let's get some uh, some final thoughts, Sebastian. What are your what are your final thoughts on health tracking? All right, my final thoughts on health tracking. Interesting. I'm not very attached to it uh, because even though I talked about the good things it did for me personally, none of them were extremely major. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really good at building consistency if that's what you're looking for. If for I sure. was not specifically looking for consistency, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's other things in this world that I think I could be looking for right now, like this kind of world of health stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think consistency is it right now for me. But that, mm-hmm. that is, if that's what you're looking for, this stuff is, this is exactly what you should be doing. Overall, I think it's good. And I don't think there's really a big reason not to do it. Um, but I'm not mm-hmm. super attached to it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, Tyler? Nice transition. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that I really enjoyed it. I similarly don't feel very attached to it. There, there, do, there are occasionally days when I just don't log anything. Um, hmm. Though usually I can retroactively log, and by anything I mean my food and my water, because and maybe the exercise. Because the steps and sleep are auto-tracked. Um, but generally, I can remember what I ate, and I often eat very similar things. The breakfast is easy, and then it's usually like a burrito for lunch, and then a variety of things for dinner, I guess. But there will, there will happen days when I just forget to do it, and it's kind of... So with that in mind, I feel like it's not quite cemented into my brain yet. But I've been enjoying it. I look forward to seeing how it works in the future. Um... And I think this was a good idea. I'm glad that we're doing this. And it certainly, you know, it's going to add a level of, of evidence, I think, to our podcast that some other podcasts doing vaguely similar things um, run by celebrities might not actually have. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know who that would be targeting, but yes, I, I agree. It should be good. Alrighty. Anyway, should we uh, talk about the future? Yeah, we should. So, uh, mandatory check-in. Um, two weeks from now, we're recording an episode on cold showers with zero judgment. Sebastian, have you been taking cold showers? I've been taking cold showers. Tyler, have you been taking cold showers? I have been taking cold showers. Moving on. Alrighty, Sebastian. So, I I nominated what's going to be episode six. Um, obviously, that would mean that you should have some sort of say in nominating episode seven, but I have some backups if you don't have anything good. What do you got for me? Uh, I have... Food. We just finished one health thing, and mm-hmm. I've been pushing for food uh, changes to our diets for a bit. And Alrighty. I feel like now is the time. Um, now is the time. Yes, yeah, so to quote the old Charlie Parker jazz stand, <laughs> uh, uh, which I don't particularly like. Um, but uh, uh, we have a lot of options, and I'm very barely at all familiar with many of them. Uh, but there are a few which stand out. Um, and and or before we go any further, any any thoughts on the idea of changing our food for a few weeks? That sounds like a good idea. I think that it's you know 
obviously not one of the more out there ideas, but it's something that people will relate to pretty well. And something that is fairly doable. Um, given that I currently don't cook most of my own food, I get most of it from a college cafeteria, which is very good for the record, and has a fair variety. Um, some of these things that we may be thinking about may be more difficult for me than others. Yeah. But also for various unimportant reasons, this is probably a pretty good time to play with my diet, um, particularly in a couple of different directions. Do you have any food things you wanted to try in particular, Sebastian? Uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that uh, the two that come to my mind are uh, paleo and vegan. Uh, mm -hmm. These are the two that come to my mind uh, first. Um, I am much more familiar with uh, being vegan than eating the... I don't know what you say, paleo, doing the paleo <laughs> thing. I'm barely familiar with it. It, 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 it It's a mystery, a weird thing to me. But uh, and I, I know so little about it, I can't even pass upon a negative judgmental judgment about it. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, those, those, those are the two that are on my mind right now. Any thoughts? Yeah, that's those sound both pretty good. Um, for various reasons, I think we should save veganism for a little bit later. Um, mm, okay. As it will likely become very easy for me to go into vegetarianism and by extension veganism. Um, I don't want to say it's easy to be vegan for the record. Uh, I've tried it in the past for short amounts of time. It's a hellish lifestyle for crazy people. But um, paleo, I think, is also going to be a little more easy for me to accomplish. Um, let's talk quick about what paleo is, because it's clear that you don't know. Um, yeah. the basic idea of paleo coming from the term paleolithic, as in, you know, cavemen. Mm -hmm. And the entire idea is, you know, if a caveman didn't eat it, you don't eat it, because you're going to eat like a caveman. Yeah, yeah. this um, is literally where my knowledge of it stops. That is, yeah. I knew that, and that so, was it. That's why it interests me. Mm -hmm. So appropriate things, you know, meats, fish, nuts, vegetables, seeds... Um, but anything with refined sugar in it is out, which is easy for me. Anything with refined starch in it is also out, though. So no bread, no bagels, um, no pasta, no cereal. Um, I'm going to say that milk is okay. Okay. Because it seems to me, as I've done two seconds of research on paleo, that um, there are, you know, a lot of, of people, people who have a lot of different opinions on what's uh, allowed. But I think that if, if at any point we have a question, you know, text the other person, ask, hey, is this okay? Um, but that, you know, that will try and be moderately free in it wikipedia says it typically excludes dairy products grains sugar legumes processed oils salt alcohol or coffee okay i have no problem getting rid of alcohol or coffee processed oils like there's only so much i can do with that but like i'll try i guess legumes seems weird to me because i know that Peas and beans are some of the first crops, though I guess Paleolithic is strictly hunter-gatherer. Uh -huh. 
But okay, yeah. So so only hunter gatherer food. So no legumes, I guess. That's gonna be crazy because beans are a huge part of my diet. Oh, oh really? Uh, what um, about our lentils? Would lentils be included in that? Lentils or legumes, yes. Oh, oh god. Okay. Oh god, <laughs> this is gonna be rough. Okay. <laughs> um. There goes like my. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I I'm gonna say that we can still have dairy and eggs and honey. Yeah, I... Because hunter-gatherers could definitely get eggs. That's been a part of human diets forever. Um, honey, similarly. Dairy is a little weird. Um, I've heard a lot of people joke that they'd love to see what exactly broke in the first dairy farmer's brain um, to make him think, oh, yes, that thing. I should go I should go pull on the milk glands of that animal. Um Okay, so we're going to say no grains, no sugar, no legumes. Um, I'm not giving up salt. That's... Um, gosh darn, I'm going to have to bleep that now because we're, we're a clean podcast clean according podcast. to iTunes. Gosh darn it. That is, that is some ridiculousness because salt is kind of a big deal. And yeah, I understand that I do eat too much salt and will try to like avoid heaping it on, I guess. But there is there's no way that I can avoid eating all salt entirely. That would be an episode unto itself. Yeah. Um, and then no alcohol or coffee. Well, that's can I have tea? Oh, yeah. You you know us, Sebastian. All, all that that late night drinking and that early morning coffee. <laughs> Um, I'm going to quickly Google, is tea paleo? And the answer is herbal tea and coffee, paleo diet. Avoid caffeine, so regular tea. No, I don't. Uh, paleo guide to tea. What is tea? I know what tea is. Tell me if it's okay. Lots of writing on this one thing. Yeah, tea is kind of like a part of my life. They're like, I would not mind giving up, but would like to know if I was going to. Herbal tea is permitted on the paleo diet. Green tea in particular. They recommend that we avoid caffeine, so regular tea is out. Okay. Black tea is out. All right. I realized that that was a single source that was probably not very accurate, but I'm going on it. Just so it's a little bit more difficult, if nothing else. Okay, so my usual breakfast, I can no longer have biscuits. That hurts. I can no longer have gravy as it's thickened with starch. Um, I can still have the fruit. I think I'll just switch to the eggs and potatoes, which is a breakfast I've had some time. I'm going to say eggs and potatoes are definitely fine. That's good. That's good. Lunches are going to be really difficult. Really difficult. Because multiple days a week, I need to, need to go from a building across campus to get food and then back in like 20 minutes. And the only way this has been possible has been with grab-and-go burritos, which contain beans and flour. And I could get a bowl instead, which just contains beans, but I still need to eat the beans. Yeah, yeah. 
and the cheese. I'll figure something out, but that's going to be challenging. Um, okay, this is this is going to take some brainstorming, but Sebastian, I guess we're going paleo for a month. I don't know, man. Yeah, the, the next two weeks are going to be cold showers and paleo. I feel like cold showers should be part of the paleo diet. Um, it, by the way, if you're if you're on a paleo diet but you take warm showers, you're not a real paleo. Um, I'm making that assertion having been on the paleo diet for about 11 seconds. Um, am I... I'm going to... I'm going to say that, please, do you think it's okay to eat peanut butter? Oh, snap, crackle, pop, it's the neighbors. Peanuts are legumes. They're not nuts. I just bought a new jar of peanut butter, Sebastian. That's upsetting. Okay, is it okay to eat almond butter? I believe almonds are nuts. Yes, almonds are nuts. That is that is for sure the case. My question is, is it okay to eat a nut butter? Oh, um, I, I there's know. a little bit of oil in it and some salt. I think that's okay, but I would obviously avoid anything with refined sugar in it. Right. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fresh jar of peanut butter. Um, you don't seem to have an expiration date. No. Best Buy, September. Okay. I'll save you for later. Um, I don't know about this half full giant jar of pretzels that I won't be eating for a month. But yeah, here we uh, here we go. Um, we shall see. Good uh, good luck with this, Sebastian. I think we're both gonna need it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll be doing a lot of research into. How would I do this? Because I don't even know how how I would go about this. But okay, all right. It's yeah, gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. we'll be uh we'll be posting updates on the Twitter and on the Instagram yeah. with um any foods that we're like, oh man, this is something that is surprising and noteworthy and we didn't talk about, or hey, this is a question. I might even put a poll up on Twitter. Is so and so paleo? Um, if you're one of our two Twitter followers, well, you're either me or. Hey, Mom, how's it going? Um, feel free to vote on that poll. Yep. But that's, you know, that's where we're at. Cold showers and then paleo. We're 2018 is going to be a hard year. I'm thinking maybe after paleo we do, like, I don't know, naps or something. Yes, exactly, actually. Um, I, yeah, that, that's actually on my list as a thing to do. But let's, uh, here we go. Alrighty. Well, that's. Any anything else for this episode, Sebastian? Uh, nope. Just want to say this is what you get for making me take cold showers, even though I'm not judging them right now. But this is how I felt when you first told me to. Just saying. Alrighty. Well, on that note, we'll see y'all on February twenty third. Farewell. Mm-hmm.